you unpack your bag to do laundry and then you put that same <laughs> those same clothes right back in the bag. You are now you are entering, entering Preform. Prepare to perform. perform. A podcast created to explore the inner workings of high-profile performers. performers. Conversations reveal what separates them from the average human. Buckle up. Buckle up. From one human to another, meet my next guest mental performance coach within the Tampa Bay Rays organization. Educating elite athletes on the importance and implementation of higher order decision making. Connect with him on LinkedIn and follow his journey to the big leagues on Twitter and Instagram. Without further ado, Josh Kaju. A good context as to where you started with all of this from an educational standpoint. I know you've worked with a bunch of teams. How did you even start to think about mental performance coaching in general? Yeah, um, to be honest, it's from my own struggles. Um, back in the day. So I grew up playing baseball. I uh, was fortunate enough to play in college. Not quite good enough to play professionally, but when I was in college is probably when I struggled a little bit the most with, with the mental side of things. Just I was a catcher playing baseball, and a lot of times my, my biggest struggle was just hitting. Hmm. Um, but then I also went through <laughs> throwing the ball back to the pitcher. One of the easiest things to do in baseball is to play catch. I just struggled with it. I kind of went through the yips, which is a, a condition that you don't want to ever have to go through um, <laughs> if you're playing sports. Golfers get it when they're putting. Uh, sometimes you'll see it in baseball players with throwing. Just sit, kind of simple tasks um, become really difficult to do. And then you start to get in your own head and you don't know how to get out of it. And I didn't have anybody to talk to. I had coaches yelling at me, telling me, well, what's wrong with you? How, how can you not do this? I had teammates getting on me and a lot of sleepless nights, but I eventually got over it on my own. And after I was done playing, I was in, got involved with coaching. And part of what I was doing while I was coaching was I was always talking about the mental side of things with my athletes. You know, what are you trying to do when you're up in the, in the box? Uh, what is your approach as a pitcher? How are you trying to attack hitters? How are you preparing yourself to perform? Those types of things. I didn't realize that I was doing sports psychology. Um, and then I was turned on to the idea of it. Went to Google, I looked it up and I said, Oh my God, like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I need to be doing. So I saw at the time that baseball was really starting to embrace mental performance, mm -hmm. embrace sports psychology. And I said, with my background, with my struggles uh, and my thirst for more knowledge, I said, this is, I need to get into this. I need to look more into it. And I did went to Barry university, got my master's degree. And after that, I was fortunate enough to start with an internship with the New York Mets right out of school and been involved with baseball ever since. So mm -hmm. it's been quite a journey the past few years, I've been predominantly in baseball, but I've also worked with pro hockey and soccer, like many different sports as well. Uh, but baseball has kind of been my, my niche the past 
actually my entire life, but uh, really it was with mental performance the last six, seven years. So, yeah. Before it. we jump into those teams, because I know you've worked with various organizations, I just want to take a quick pit stop in your master's degree because mm-hmm. you have a different undergraduate degree being biology and then you transition yeah. fields into now the sports psychology domain. What was that like for you? Was it more applied? Was it research driven? How was the classroom experience? What was it like gaining the knowledge from inside those walls? Uh, for me, the master's program, much more applied. Uh, but that was also the route that I chose to take as well. So at Barry, they offered uh, the applied track or a thesis track. Also, they kind of had a dual track. So if you weren't sure which one you wanted to take, you kind of go both ways there. But I knew that I wanted to be working on the field with athletes. And so I said, I'm all about the applied stuff. Now, I understand there's a need for research base. It's just wasn't for me. Uh, I knew that I wanted to be on the field. I knew I wanted to be hands-on with players, coaches, staffs, front offices, whatever you may be. And I said, I need to start getting experiences as soon as possible. And mm-hmm. Barry was great because they helped provide some of those experiences on top of the fact that they helped find uh, or help guide me to find different experiences. So I worked with our baseball team while I was in school. I worked with different high schools. I just constantly communicating and just trying to work on my craft while I was taking classes. And it was actually a really cool experience to be able to do that. Um, I also had a cool experience while I was in school. So Barry is down in Miami, Florida. And while I was going to school, I had to work. Uh, And one of the jobs I worked was I worked on the grounds crew for the Miami Marlins, part-time job. But I was able to be in the environment I ultimately want to get to and being around Major League Baseball players. And, yeah, I was chalking lines and raking dirt and stuff (laughs) like that. But, like, being around that, I think, really helped kind of desensitize that feeling of, oh, my God, look at That's Miguel Cabrera. Oh, my gosh, look at it. It's Mike Trout. Like, really cool to be a part of that. And I think it also helped some of my growth along the way. And then I'd be – sitting on the edge of the dugouts during games and the road teams would come in. And mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd chat with some of those guys and just kind of pick their brains a little bit, being mindful cool. of their time. But like those experiences to me were invaluable mm-hmm. uh, and kind of got me to where I am now. Other than that experience, having it that odd job, if you will, which probably in the long run won't be an odd job. Uh-uh. What was your biggest takeaway at Barry University with the curriculum, with the knowledge you gained? What was it for you? What was that final straw to say, okay, I'm Josh. I'm going to be a mental performance coach. This is going to be it for me. Just not being afraid, like not being afraid to go for it. I think a lot of times, and I still even battle this today, but getting over that hurdle of, well, why are they going to want to listen to me? Why is this team, why are these coaches going to listen to me? It's you know a little bit of that imposter syndrome that you face. Mm-hmm. And like I just mentioned, I still face that today. But like getting over that hurdle of just, hey, man, you have good stuff. You have a lot of knowledge. Share it. Um, Mm -hmm. Share it with people. Try to teach them. uh, Try to connect. My goal is always to connect with one person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Find a way to connect with one person on a team. And if I can do that, then I'm doing a good job uh, making somebody's life better. I'm hopefully setting them up to have success in the future. So that's always been my goal. But Barry really helped me to just – get out there, like just start working. A lot of times we get caught up with, oh, it's gotta be perfect. I have to create a perfect session. I have to make sure all my lines are correct. And you make this script and next thing you know, you're in front of a group and 
yeah, they can tell it sounds very scripted. And right. at that point you're out. So yep. you have to be authentic. You have to be yourself. Um, and just trust, trust what you're studying, trust what you're doing and you're going to make mistakes, but you got to go for it at the end of the day. Otherwise who knows what will happen. Oh, that's awesome. Did that mentality carry you into that first internship with the New York Mets? And from there, now you're working with another level. Did you start to see more alignment and more confidence and encouragement? Or was it a little bit different, something you didn't expect? Um, I've always had the encouragement from the people around me. Uh, they've always done a good job of, hey, we, we trust you and the work that you're doing. Um, so go out there and do it. Where I've really seen a, a level of just a whole nother level is here with the Rays of mm. just how they operate as an organization is amazing. Um, very fortunate to be here. A lot of creative people, a lot of talented people always looking for an edge, always mm -hmm. looking to get better. Uh, I don't know how many people follow baseball, but if you did, the Rays are at the bottom of payroll typically year in and year out. So we have to be creative at the same time. They've won. They've had success the last few years. 2020, they were in the World Series. This year, we have a pretty good team. So doing something right. Um, and I think some of it is just the people that we have and that creativity and always trying to, like I said, find find an edge, find a way to get better. And I think when you have people around you that are doing that, I know for me, it makes me want to find something else or find more ways to be creative and get an edge. So I think like that kind of just drives our culture moving forward. It's a whole nother level. Yeah, it's awesome. And I know on our intro call, you talked about the interdependence of the Tampa Bay Rays organization and how you guys pull in biomechanists and nutritionists, sleep specialists. Can you talk a little bit about behind the scenes, obviously, as much as you can share with the audience, what's going on from behind those closed doors in order to help facilitate the performance of these athletes, but also the health and wellness and longevity of them as well? Yeah, I mean... I probably can't get too detailed with it, but I will say that there are a lot of different departments and a lot of different areas within the organizations. But one of the things that I think we do well is we connect uh, mm -hmm. with those different departments. So like mental performance is working with hitting coaches, is working with pitching coaches, is working with nutritionists, working with athletic trainers, working with biomechanists. Like we're trying to help everybody kind of intertwine. Like it's not, it's not siloed off like the biomechanists are over here. The nutritionists are over here. Yes. You have your areas and where you have your expertise, but I think we all kind of, Hey, Josh, like, or what can I learn from you? How can we apply this to hitting? How can we apply hitting to mental skills? Like it's all just constant discussions and there's really, there's not a whole lot of egos. It's if you have, a, if you have an idea, bring it to the table, you know? And I think that when you have that, freedom that ability to just talk and share ideas like i think that's what allows success a lot of times and how is this information across the board but more specifically in your field being received by these athletes i mean we're now in 2021 and there's been a lot of news out publicity etc about mental health awareness and the, the importance of taking care of what's above your shoulders and as that relates to performance as well are the athletes receiving it finally, or is there still sometimes some pushback and hesitation? I would say they're receiving it pretty well. Um, I think that we've done a good job of also delivering that message too, which that helps. Um, right. I think 
us being here as much as we are allows them to have a level of comfortability with us where they're like, hey, I can trust this guy. I can trust this woman to what she's saying and what they're teaching us. So I believe them a little bit more. So I think like that all plays a part of it. But there's definitely been a shift over the last five years. You know, when I first got into the field and you go in in front of a team and say, oh, here's Josh, here's the mental skills coach. They're like, what do we need this guy for? <laughs> I don't need a shrink. I don't need to right. tell him yeah, how of course. I Yeah. They get to know you and you learn along the way. But I think now with just the way that the world is and mental health and just the awareness of it, definitely a lot more receptive to it. And I honestly anticipated continuing to grow. Uh, over mm-hmm. the next few years. So I'm excited to see what happens. So to bring it full circle a little bit, and it's more of a personal question for your own journey, this all started because you were experiencing a disconnect between mind, body, body, mind as an athlete, as a catcher, you said. Now you're the mental skills coach and mental performance coach. What do you do to ensure that you are in alignment so you could be a good service to your athletes? Ah. Uh, Good question, because you do have to check yourself, uh, especially over the course of a season, because you can get caught up in the grind of every single day. I got to go to the field and I'm there for 12 hours. So to answer your question, it's getting to the gym, it's waking up, it's meditating, it's reading, it's connecting with different people. All those things are really important to me. But I would say like the non-negotiables are I always wake up early. So I'm not laying in bed till eight, nine o'clock, like I'm up by seven, seven thirty. I get up and I get outside like something Mm -hmm. for me about just being outside, walking around, like just kind of connecting with nature. Like it works for me. It helps kind of center me before I go into the field and whatever I do. And then I like to come back and do some reading. You know, I catch up on other sports. Like I've always, I just love sports. So I'll be reading ESPN and the athletic and just things like that. Just that, that type of stuff kind of disconnects me from, always sports psychology, always mental skills, like fantasy football, like things like that. Like yeah, there I, you go. That's, that's what refreshes me. So I just, it's really important to, to keep those things in line and then, you know, making sure you're checking in with family. Like it's really, it's easy to kind of forget about that in, over the course of a season. And I'll admit it. And I don't always do a great job, but I think it's important to schedule time to connect with, mom, dad, sisters, relationships, all that type of stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's so important. So making time for that as well. That's awesome. Actually, it's kind of ironic, Josh. I studied green exercise, which is movement in the presence of nature in both my master's and PhD program. So really? we're speaking the same language, the benefits of going outside and being in the presence and connecting and grounding is a new field of study where you're literally putting your feet into the earth and allowing your electromagnetic system to realign. So I totally understand where you're coming from with that. It's, it's good stuff. I'd love to hear more about your research because I'm not well researching. I just know I feel good when I'm outside. Like, that's, that's all that it. matters. So, like, I, that's all that matters. Yeah. You got to yeah. prove it to so yourself. I always tell individuals, hey, here's what the data is suggesting. But, you know, we're N of ones, each and every one of us. So take what the data is suggesting and go apply it and prove it to yourself. And I think nine times out of 10, just like you said, it makes you feel a lot better. So there's some proof in the pudding there. Yeah, no doubt. So let's take this thing all the way outside of your current space, if you will. What are your intentions moving forward as a mental skills coach and as a sports psychologist? What's the 
grand biggest stage for you? Where do you want to go with all of this? Uh, you know, I want to be in the big leagues. Uh, I want to be a major league mental skills coach, but what I've learned over time is you also want to be with an organization that you have freedom. You have ability to be trusted. You have people around you that are making you better. So yes, the title is important, but it's not the end all be all for me anymore. And that's changed uh, over the last couple of years. It, it really has. So it's, yes, I want to be there, but I also want to be surrounded by good people. So like, that's what I want to be doing. Um, I love baseball. It's always kind of come natural to me just from playing it and being around it. So that's nice. But I also enjoy other sports as well. Like I said, I, was, I like to read about other sports. So, you know, if in the off seasons of baseball, I'd love to work with hockey, football, basketball, whatever you name it. Like, I think those experiences also help make me more well-rounded as well. So the, the one winter I did hockey, I wasn't sure what to expect when I walked into there because uh, I'm not a hockey guy. Uh, I can <laughs> skate. I, I can skate, but, like, I'm not going to be skating with these guys out there. Right. <laughs> so I stepped into the environment and it went a lot better than I thought. Uh, the guys were really receptive and it was cool because I could, they were interested in the baseball stories. Like, Oh, tell us about these guys and, and what they do and how they manage themselves. And so oh, that's cool. That was really cool. And then when I went back to baseball and they knew that I did hockey, those guys wanted to know about the hockey players. So it really intertwined pretty well uh, mm -hmm. and it gave me some different material so that's why i'm interested in other sports as well just to kind of see how those things work uh, and how these mental skills and um, sports psychology transfers i believe across all domains so different sports different professions the business world all sorts of areas uh, i think that the there's unlimited potential for the work that we can do uh, in this field so I honestly don't know what it's going to look like in five years, but I'm excited to see what happens. That's uh, super awesome. I mean, like you said, our potential is forever stretching, right? The mind is is never really done growing, even though we say it is around 20 years old. That's just kind of from a structural standpoint, but functionally, we know it's ever evolving. So it is really exciting to think about where will sports psychology be in five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line. And you're a young guy. Where will you be five years, 10 years, 20 down the line? So based yeah. off of that, where can we follow you? Where can the audience get connected with you and learn more about what you've got going on? Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, those are probably the two biggest areas right now. Uh, at Josh underscore Kuzu, K-O-Z-U-C-H. Happy to connect with you guys and answer any questions. And I'll probably have questions for you as well. So yeah, I would love to connect with you. I appreciate you taking the time. You're literally in training right now in Birmingham, Alabama. You've got a series coming up. So I wish you the best of luck with that. And just, you know, enjoy the journey, brother. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate being out here. Are you ready to optimize? Perform Humans is the evidence-based approach to optimal performance, health, and well-being. The platform collaborates globally with a variety of high-profile performers, corporate executives, elite athletes, first responders, and military personnel. Perform Humans offers private consultation and live webinars designed for individuals, small groups, and large audiences.
Visit perforhumans.com for more information.